so let's do a little recap of what's everyone been up to, starting with Kyle, because we have not seen Kyle in a while. Honestly, Kyle is probably after finding out that Cass has passed away, decided to just hang out at Heck's place for like just to lie low and basically has spent most of the day, well, most of the night chained just in case. And, you know, nothing, nothing untoward happened to anybody. And, uh, missed their work day. And so the session is picking up lunch the next day. After that, they spent most of the night. The thing is, Kyle has probably been asleep. Like, he, he stayed up for as long as possible and made sure that he was tired and then chained himself to one of Hex's walls. And now that he's waking up, he's very much chained to the wall. So he's like, cool, didn't break out this time. That's great. Make it sound like you're a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, there's some overlap in the horror of the situations. <laughs> very realistic. Yeah. Yeah, and- fair. For when we're, it's picking up about an hour or so after you've sent Hess off to go and collect some of the pieces that you need, specifically the there's magnesium and then a sodalite mirror mm-hmm. that was in the notes, as well as a very specific scale. Yes, a, a an extremely precise scale, so that we can get precisely twenty one grams of uh, magnesium. We need the sodalite mirror, and then um, also uh, we also need some elderwood, and then we need strings from a, just going off my memory here, strings from a guitar and a violin or a fiddle, the same thing, but you know, whatever, and a piano as well as, I want to say, a saxophone reed. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I have the notes up here. Pulling out of memory as opposed to actually looking up the notes. But no, we need these things because uh, we're building a very special device. Does Kyle know anything about this? I don't think so. When we're to spend a lot of time not being able to talk to uh, whoever they want whenever they want to. And so phone is not necessarily the first thing they reach for. And also the whole project has got, uh, got one weird feeling something of a kind of way so windward has spent the uh early evening creeping through the woods and then the late evening doing research into the early morning and then the next morning kind of getting all of the final research pieces and compiling everything so that the shopping list could get together and then even after Hess had left to be very honest windward trusts kyle to be okay they're like, uh, well, if I haven't heard from if I haven't heard from them, then there's probably a good reason, and they'll get in touch when the time comes. Uh, I don't think this is the first time you've slept through the beginning of the shift. Winbird probably knows that Hess opened her place up to you, and yeah, you're either there or you're at our apartment, or you're at, you also have an apartment or a house or something in town, I presume. Yeah. So one of those three places, whichever one you feel safest, and you will 
either get in contact or appear when you're ready to. And in the meantime, Windward has been finalizing the design, working on the pieces that she has access to, getting sort of small things built and fine-tuned and uh, ready for final assembly. Maybe also getting some protections in place just to prevent what's probably going to come. There's only so much you can do, but you can get some stuff ready. I mean, yeah, like minor wards, shoring those up, making sure that everything is is in place and probably just like a, a mild scrying for anything unfamiliar in the area. Just light work as we're kind of clipping along here. A lot of book stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of busy work, really. A lot of keeping things tidy and checking and rechecking. It's a pretty quiet day. There's some people that might pop in, but they're people you know. They know their way around. They know mm-hmm. how to get a hold of you if they need something. Yeah. They know they can't steal from your shop. <laughs> no, it's a bad idea. It's bad luck, you see. It's a really bad idea. It's probably around this point that after Kyle has finally found where Hess has hidden the key to the chain, you know, it took a while, maybe like two or three hours, because that's how you deal with Kyle. You want to make sure that Kyle doesn't know where the key has been hidden. So they've been like looking for about two hours and have been able to free themselves. And let's say maybe like Waltz is in at around two or three in the afternoon into uh, Wardy's store and goes straight to look for Wardy. Yeah, I think Windward is at kind of the front counter looking over a big tome. And as you walk in, you're actually like almost to them before Windward looks up and says, Oh, Kyle, good morning. Is it still morning? Uh, Isn't it? And Windward looks uh, just like looks behind them and there's a row of <laughs> they've got a row of different clocks like there's some novelty clocks there's like a one there's two grandfather clocks right next to each other I think we call them Bert and Ernie but just like two grandfather <laughs> clocks and then uh, like a couple of cuckoo clocks and just like looks at them finds the ones that are actually correct and is like oh uh, no well uh, good afternoon I seem to have lost myself did you have uh well how was your evening and uh subsequent morning i suppose it's all right but my day doesn't usually start until i see you anyway <laughs> Aww. <laughs> you just hear that going from like three aisles over yeah when word gets uh, a big smile and then just looks at looks at kyle for a long moment and appreciates him um ah so yes uh but uh, it's been, um, been rather eventful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we... They reach down and, and pull out a, a little sign. It's like out to lunch back soon or whatever. Set it on the counter. Come, let, let's go have a chat. And sets it on the counter and then uh, sort of leads Kyle back to the nook, which just has long, big shelves of books that sort of expand up into the darkness above. And there's big, very plush love seat. How tall is Kyle? I forget if we established. Five four. Five four. Excellent. Oh, the short king. <laughs> He's cute. 
I don't know if I ever said how tall Windward was. I think I described it. I'm going to go with six foot even. Decided yep. on that one, but. <laughs> we have tall and short. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Love that. And Windward sits to one side of the love seat and just sort of like pats their lap. Basically, Kyle would just get as close as possible and just sort of like hug Wardy and cuddle into them. Yeah. You you see Laurent hopping by off to the back room to go um, check on certain things in the back room. <laughs> yeah, so Windward wraps wraps an arm around Kyle. Yes, I um uh, we missed uh, we missed you last night. A little bit of excitement out in the woods, but uh, so what? Uh, how was your day yesterday? What, um, what what did you get up to after you left the shop? Just meetings, work meetings. You know how it is. And, well, and then this is when Kyle becomes quiet and just sort of not, like, just stares out and then shakes himself a little bit. It's nothing. I just mostly spent, you know, the night trying to stay awake and all that. Mm -hmm. Nothing big. What about you? Oh, well. What didn't happen last <laughs> night? <laughs> Yes, it's. It feels like it's it's. It just happened and already feels like it's been months. Hess, Millie, and I. Oh, I suppose. How much do you know about the local disappearances of a couple of uh, noteworthy folks? Well, nominally noteworthy folks around town. Not that much. <laughs> only that. Well, someone is curious about their the disappearance. I, for one, don't really care, but, you know, a job is a job. <laughs> Question. How much does Windward know about Kyle's employer, the other employer? How much has Kyle told? You would know that this other employer is... You think it's a mob boss, but you don't really know <laughs> that it's a demon... You might feel like it is, but Kyle has not specifically said, hey, I am I have a demon that I have to, like, answer to, that kind of thing. That's basically what you know. Mm -hmm. Powerful, kind of sketchy. Very sketchy, but okay. you don't know that it's George, and you just think it... I mean, the way Kyle has talked about it, doesn't seem to be asking Kyle to do anything particularly dangerous. Yeah. yeah. At least probably from what Kyle's told you. Just watching people. That's why I am looking for a move, because I would personally like to have more information on that. So I'm going to look up which uh, move I'm actually supposed to be doing here. Face to a name? Yeah. Uh, I believe that would be rolling with their circle... Uh, yes. Oh, we're doing all right. That's an 11 on the face. Plus, what circle am I adding? Wild. Yeah. Uh, that's a 12. So I looked into fucking George. Alrighty. <laughs> well, you're a decently powerful entity in Oak Ridge. George is also a decently powerful entity. So, you know George pretty well. Mm-hmm. George is a dragon. Mm, okay. He 
leads a faith circle that Oakridge is part of, or at least part of Oakridge is part of. He's the leader of a court. They mostly don't mess around with a lot of stuff, but he likes to keep an eye on things. Make sure no one's doing anything particularly stupid. Also, would you like to learn something interesting and useful about them, or do you want George to owe you a debt? Oh, man. <sighs> I have such a strong desire to not have to learn how to engage with the debt system, but that's not playing the game. Well, you can call it a debt for a variety of useful things. I can, yes. Answer a question, arrange a meeting, grant you a worthy boon or useful gift, a race of debt they hold on someone else. Ah, hmm. Um, give you a mm -hmm. debt they hold on someone mm -hmm. else. I... As I say, might not be able to raise the debt you're probably thinking of. Oh no, 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 no! I yeah, like there's a lot of there's but a lot of good stuff there. At least not at the moment. That's a, it's a pretty sizable debt. Yeah, I think for that reason, pretty big one. He's not terribly unfair, but he's also like he doesn't have a habit of screwing people over, but. He doesn't exactly let them out easy, either. It feels much more like this is a situation in which Winward has learned things about George, but has not confronted him directly. That is something that Kyle needs to do, so I would love to get something interesting about George. Beyond the fact that that's not actually his name, it's just a name that he goes by. Well, if I knew his name, then we wouldn't even need to have this conversation, would we? <laughs> this would be easy. Exactly, that's why no one knows his name. That would be an interesting fact to know. You're not sure if he's been around longer than you have, but at least as long as you have. Okay. In this city, and... From what you've gathered about him, just because it helps to have information on the different power players, and he's a bit of an enigma, doesn't really stick his neck or his nose into things too much, but he keeps an eye on things, and he's been around long enough, he's got some degree of connections to most places. Which, you know, makes sense. He's been around, like, forever. He he knows stuff. Mm -hmm. He's one of the better connected folks in town. Yeah, but for the most part, a lot of what he does is Making sure pe things stay more or less in balance. Yeah. When Kyle mentions someone being interested, the fact that George is interested in these disappearances means he maybe also suspects the stranger. Gotcha. Or is curious about the stranger for what purpose or what his connection to the stranger is, you do not currently know. So, yeah. Now that we've had that digression, Winfred says, Ah, well, I believe that unless you would uh, specifically like to remain rather unentangled with it, we have become uh, rather a bit more involved, perhaps, than you might already know with the disappearances. Involved how? Oh, well, we went out and found two of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you you remember uh, you remember my good friend Hawk, who's been around. I lent him my box of buttons. Yeah, the buttons. Of yeah, course. we were able to to track him down. He was actually out in one of his 
small cabins, uh, one of his little hidey holes that he goes to when he's hiding from the consequences of his decisions. Mm -hmm. So we found him and we found Darren, an associate of his, two of the folks who had gone missing, of course. Of course, we did um, rather run into a couple of interesting wrinkles while we were on the search. The first of all, the cabin itself was guarded by a uh, pair of these strange, were they like shadow creatures? Yeah, it was almost like shadowy silhouettes. Mm -hmm. Guarded by a pair of animate silhouettes, if that makes any sense. A little? Yeah, yeah. Your average run-of-the-mill shadow creatures did not seem terribly intelligent, although not necessarily automata. It's very strange. Hess did mention once or twice that the the magic felt mm, felt off in a particular way, perhaps having to do with their field of study. It felt wrong to all of you. You all felt that intense sense of something here is wrong. Mm-hmm. The whole place, actually, the whole um, the whole affair. I don't know. It's. It's different than anything I've dealt with before. It's concerning. But not much really to know or that we know about it. Mm, you did miss one one particular bit of fun. Oh? In the scuffle with the silhouettes. <laughs> Our acquaintance Millie. Millie really doesn't like you. Yeah. What about... Dear Mill. Well, she appeared at one point in the middle of the scuffle from the basement and took on this absolutely terrifying visage. It was, it was phenomenal. I understand that you've got personal feelings about her, but uh, I think aesthetically you would have appreciated it. A fearsome woman is uh, something to be appreciated, if nothing else. Of course. I mean, sure, she doesn't like me, but that doesn't mean that I don't like her, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially, as you can tell, I like strong, powerful women. Oh, yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I'm really glad that you're sick. I'm... Thank you. I'm, I'm... I was fortunate to have strong people around me. Might not have gone off if Hess and Millie had not been there. You're pretty powerful. I have my moments, thank you. But, uh... I keep you around for many reasons. Oh? So Winward's been playing with, or been kind of stroking Kyle's hair with one hand. And, uh, mm -hmm. with, with her other hand, she reaches up, squeezes his arm. When you say you keep me around for reasons, I hope all good reasons. Oh, yes. Well, my favorite reason... I mean, sorry, continue. <laughs> I got distracted by my favorite reason. <laughs> you also haven't told Kyle about um, the, the interesting things at dinner. The whole everything that Cass said. Oh, well, we hadn't. This is... <laughs> Boy, you missed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something that I know. Did you know that Cass is dead? Oh, uh, yes, yes, we heard. I believe 
When did we hear that? Was that before we left for the woods or after? You were on your way to pick her up. Mm. You had just left. Um, you had the directions for where to find Hawk and Darren mm -hmm. when Millie got the text. But they had already called the police, so Kyle probably found out about like 15, 20 minutes afterwards. Yes, as a matter of fact, we, uh, <laughs> we heard as we were on our way out to investigate the cabin, or before we even left, we made the determination that uh, perhaps the site of a murder would not, not quite be the place to be. We'd actually, we'd run into her, or rather she'd come and spoken with us earlier that night. Oh. Yes, apparently the town council hadn't, uh, hadn't seemed too, too keen on following up on the investigations of the missing persons. And they seemed rather unconcerned and had had her in something of a tizzy. Mm-hmm. Certainly not happy news to hear, in particular no. for Hess. I would check in on her and, and offer your condolences. She's working through it. At this point in time, Hess is probably in a mysterious person's basement. Meeting <laughs> with people from Multi. Yeah. Sweet. I didn't see her when I woke up. Yeah. No, she she slept here actually. When we got back, oh. yeah, this actually is. While we were at the cabin, we we did find Hawk and Darren. Well, we found not necessarily most, but we found uh, a rather intact portion of them. Uh, we we found their bodies, however. Portion. Yes, yes. Um, the... the yes, yes, the physical portion in its entirety oh. intact. Okay. And uh, I thought. Yeah. Still, still breathing as well. They are alive. Awesome, and perfect. I, I'm glad. No need for concern. Yes, no need for concern on that front. Phrasing when we're phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> we have found them. However, they do seem to be missing. Well, they seem to be missing their souls. I've always wondered what it was like to be without a soul. Well, I. I have them on pause at the moment. We would, oh, I did actually, um, I also found the box of buttons. Fortunately, I've got it. Oh! Yes, yeah. When it, like, kind of, like, awkwardly shifts weight around and pulls the box of buttons out. Yes, I used, oh, I actually had to use both the pause and play buttons for, for both the, uh, the DVD, the DVD VCR, the one that we had taken off of the, the DVD side of it, as well as the one off of the remote in order to keep them both in stasis, they're they're paused at the moment, but they're otherwise intact. Do you think if we press play, they'll still be alive without a soul? Oh yes, yes. The the they were alive. Just well, it was rather Missing clear. Something. It was rather clear that uh, Hawk hadn't eaten in a few days. Um, he was not looking particularly well. I will reiterate. Hess did notice that someone had put a sort of preservation or stasis spell on him. Right. But it was starting to wear off. So if they hadn't done that, he wouldn't have still been around. You didn't get confirmation, but there was one wearing off. It was about to start wearing off on Darren as well. Mm -hmm. 
So someone stole their souls, left their body in a cabin, and then put a spell on them to keep the body in the same condition it was in, at least for a certain period of time. Hmm. Honestly, I wonder if there's a way to keep people alive without souls. Just not, not just alive, but like working, talking, moving, eating without their soul. It sounds precisely the sort of dreadful that makes me think that people do it all the time. Did you have somebody specific in mind that you wanted to turn into some sort of drone? At this point, Kyle's not really hiding it very well. I don't know if you can tell. Kyle is thinking about themselves and is like, I wonder if when my soul is finally taken away, if I could survive and do some, you know, like I could just give my soul away and still be me. That should be fine. But as Kyle is about to say all these things, just looks at Ward and goes, no, no one in particular. Kyle also remembered that Kyle has a chance to get their part of the deal wiped clean. Yep. Mark is complete. And that was part of why you went to the theater. Yeah. Just just those things. What if I can't? What if I yeah. can't? What if George doesn't actually, you know, a lot of things. Kyle is you. Kyle mm-hmm. has trust issues with George. Valid George is a dragon. But when you say, like, nobody in particular and you're looking at, like, when we're just holds eye contact and stares at you for a long moment. Kyle smiles. Anyway. You're so pretty. Oh. Well, you're pretty. <laughs> that is, um, categorically untrue, but thank you for saying so. You can hear the wrong gagging. And then he pops his head back up and gives you, like, the equivalent of a thumbs up when we're saying they're still good back there and then hops off back to work. But, yes, so, as I was saying, we've got the bodies here, and we've actually restarted an old project of mine. It's a device that, uh, yes, a a device that locates souls, as it were. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have a device that locates souls? Ah, uh, well, I don't yet. But oh. we will soon. Okay. And uh, we will have it so that we can find the souls and we can put it back in their bodies and, well, they can go on their merry way and we can figure out who the devil started this whole thing because it's something of a nightmare. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, notes that I've been collecting for quite some time. I think the puzzle box is actually still open and lying on the floor. It's a chest that you had seen on the bottom shelf and kind of tucked away under the front counter and it doesn't just have one lock like it is a complicated puzzle box to open I've tried to open it yeah it was very frustrating and you got nowhere mm-hmm. yeah and some of the some of the papers that are sort of at this point like haphazardly stacked in there are like stuff with the papal seal from the 15th century and weird artwork a couple of like sheets of uh, sheet music and all sorts of weird things it is at this point that I'm going to lean down and just sort of like bring the box if Wardy is going to let me just because out of, <laughs> I've been trying to open this box for a while 
like, oh, it's this box. And I'm just going to go lean in and like bring it up closer so I can... May I look in it? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Please. How do you settle back into looking at it? Like, how are you sitting now? So basically, still leaning against you, and now the box is on my... I'm bisexually sitting, <laughs> that makes any sense. That is, uh, <laughs> that, is, that is what I'm sitting, like, with one of the leg up and the other down, basically, as a bisexual disaster. Yep. That is oh, how yeah, I'm yeah, sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never sit any other way myself, but... Perfect. Yeah, I think this is where, if we've got this pull away for the image of it, we see that Kyle is, is sort of spread out and propped up in a weird way, and Windward is actually kind of sitting upright with both feet on the floor. Their arm is almost more on the back of the couch than it is on Kyle right now. Mm-hmm. And they... As you're sort of shuffling through things, I think Windward is just looking over your shoulder at all the notes. Uh, Are you looking for a move? Yeah. Figure someone out? Yeah, figure someone out. What do the notes basically reveal about Ori to me? Okay. Just because... I have been trying to open this for a while and have failed. And I want to know what's in it. Alright, so roll with mind. With mind. Oh no, that's a negative one. Why? Kyle makes bad decisions sometimes. Windward is not one of them, but Kyle makes bad decisions sometimes. Sure. I rolled a uh, eight and then minus one. Okay. Alright, on a hit, ask two. On a seven to nine, they ask one of you as well. Mm. I would probably go, what does Wardy hope to get from all of these notes? What are they trying to research with this? Because it seems like they've had this box for a very long time, and it didn't just suddenly come up that they wanted to build a, build a soul finder just because they found these two soulless people so basically i just want to know what's up are you going to ask that as you're flipping through yeah i'm gonna be like oh looks like you've had this for a while i know because i've been trying to open it for a while but well it's the it's the fourth box i've had for this little project but yeah i'd say i've had it since Mm. I think I'd originally gotten turned on to the notes in, um, oh, early 16th century at least. Kind of tooling around Europe at the time. It was um, a lot of discussions being had about the nature of souls and, you know, you know. It's something um, something I've been considering for a while. And... Well, I've had to set it aside for, for various reasons. Um, got stolen. Got stolen once. That was uh, turned into something of a mess. Frustrated. Yes. Oh, God, you don't even know the half of it. I'm pretty sure who the thieves were never seen again. <laughs> no. No, they were not. It's at this point that Kyle probably reached out to uh, touch Wardy's heart a little bit. Just sort of like 
pressing it and says, it seems like you've been looking for something for a while. Mm. You didn't lose your soul, did you? Oh, no, mine, um, I've always had quite a good idea of who was holding my leash at any given time. Good to have it back, right where it belongs, and when we're actually presses Kyle's hand, like, just wraps his hand around Kyle's and holds him in and looks at him. But yes, I'm, um, I'm looking for someone. It is someone that I need to find. And I suppose, well, it's, um, it's rather a discussion that we need to have. Sure. Yeah. You know you can tell me anything. You know I do. And I also know that delaying this conversation isn't making anything easier. And I know that um, through it all you'll be with me, and you can know these things for millennia and still not really believe them. So I'm worried. Thank you for being with me. Of course. Now you you know that you're not my, my first love. Of course. Well... There was somebody else that I lost a long time ago. Has to do with this, ironically. Pulls Kyle's hand off of his chest and then sets it back in. Has to do with why I um, lost control of it in the first place. Somebody who meant a great deal to me still does mean a great deal to me and needed to be protected. So... I made the necessary sacrifices, and... Well, to be honest, I'm uh, not entirely sure that everything got done quite to the best, but um, we made the best of it that we could. Mm-hmm. And, well, I... Um, I need to see him again. I need to... Oh. Right, I, I, I need to, to know that he's okay. Have you... Have you heard from him somehow? You know, there have been hints. I know that he's out there. There's been um, near misses. But mm-hmm. it was never quite the right time. Right. It was never quite the right time. I was never in quite the right place. That's part of why this has remained in its box. And Right, right. Yeah, but um, with Hess's help, I'll be able to get it working. I can't imagine that he'll be well pleased at the compromises I made in order to protect him, but ultimately I stand by the decision, and if nothing else, need closure. Okay. Where does that leave me? Well, right here, I hope. I have no intention of giving you up. Not for the world, not for anything. When you say that, uh, Kyle smiles and take, like lets out the longest breath and, oh, thank God, because I <laughs> thought you were like breaking up with me oh. and I was going to be like, I was going to be, I was trying to be cool oh, oh, and pretend no. that it was like, oh, you know, long lost love, whatever, whatever. No, <sighs> no, no, right. no, absolutely. This is just no, a closure abs- thing. Winward actually is is taken a little bit aback by it being stated. 
I just kind of like looks up into the side and is, is just like, oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, closure, um, just closing the book on an old, an old mode of life, old experiences, just uh, making sure everything's in a good place. And then who knows what happens from there to just see, see where they are and how things have gone for them and uh, perhaps to exchange a few apologies and um, well, I don't know. It's been quite a while and, you, you know, one, right. one truly never knows. Always best to not go in with too many expectations or at the very least to, to prepare for the worst and, of course, to, you know, have something delightful waiting for me on the other side. Right. I think at this point, Windward reaches up and, and takes their glasses off and sets them aside. And their eyes are a deep purple that is flecked with caresses of pink as they look at, at Kyle. Kyle likes that. I'm sorry. Just got distracted by the colors of the eyes. Um, but yes... As I know I've said it, and I know that you understand that I've been sincere, but it bears repeating. I have never in all my years met anyone that I feel quite like you make me feel. It's not a difference of degree, it is truly a difference of kind from every other single soul that I have met. Aside in many ways from this one. So, two things are very true. And these are the two things that you must believe. The first is that, regardless of what happens, of how any of those conversations go, of anything that changes along the way, we will be together for it. We will work through it. And we will be okay. And the other thing that you have to know is that this is ultimately something that, well, I don't know if I'll ever find peace until it's done. I believe. And I'm going to make sure that we work hard to be okay. Whatever happens. Whatever happens. And this is, at this point, Kyle reaches out and just sort of like uh, caresses your face and sort of gives you a kiss. And uh, it's a quick kiss. Uh, not like the kisses that we have at home. <laughs> and it's like, it's, we're in public. Yeah, gear work sometimes. Queen Neopop and ask for something. People walk by. Luron, you know, it's, it's making it's gagging noises now on the <laughs> other side of the store. You don't know how many <laughs> It's like, it's just a quick kiss and says, I've never quite felt the same way. Well, I've never quite felt anything like I've ever felt with you, with anyone, really. So the feeling is as mutual as it gets. And I believe you. So no matter what. No matter what. I'm on this ride until the wheels fall off. Aww. I love you, Kyle. I love you too, Lori. Windward leans in and gets another kiss. Aww. But... For all that, before anything else can get done, we, well, we've got a little magic box to put together. All right. 
this is when Laron comes up and he has your cell phone win from where you left it up at the front counter because you were distracted. <laughs> and just to another dramatic note, you see there's a couple of missing texts, confirmation that Hess got most of the materials, but it seems she forgot the strings because she ran into Cole and they were talking to somebody and now they're going to meet with Multi. Also, Angel and Millie went to Calhoun's, which is a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice restaurant on the river, to stake out a meeting between the old men and the stranger. As, as Windward is looking at it, now, who the devil is Multi? Tempest Multi is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is an actual play podcast using Urban Shadows 2E Quick Start Guide, and it's set once again in the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I am your keeper and producer. My name is Zadkiel, or just Zad. In this game, I am going to be playing Windward Pudge, and they are using the Imp playbook. Hi, I'm Gliza. I will be playing Kyle of the Tainted Playbook. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.